Welcome into the Husker 24-7 podcast. I am Mike Schaefer, and today I am joined by nobody. Scheduling issues prevented the Husker 24-7 crew from getting together, but if you recall listening to the last podcast on Tuesday, I promised that there would be one. So there is, and it's going to be me, and we're going to be talking about recruiting for a little bit today, because we haven't in a while, and there's a lot going on. Nebraska picked up the commitment on Wednesday from Xavier Betts, wide receiver from Bellevue West, talented individual, one of the two in-state players that the Huskers have offered so far this year, and, and probably likely only the two that they will offer at this point, now having one on board in Xavier Betts. And it was an interesting commitment because Xavier wasn't planning on announcing anything for a while but ultimately decided at practice on Tuesday that it was time for him to go ahead and and just commit. And I, th- I found that really interesting. I mean, it's always interesting to me when recruits don't tell the coaching staff what their plans are. And you, it makes you wonder, okay, like, is, is everything good here? Does Nebraska want Xavier Betts? And the answer is yes, they do. And one of the reasons he didn't tell him is he wanted to just keep it as quiet as possible. He's worried about it leaking out there. Uh, I don't think that generally happens from the coaching staff. It's more so when you tell family and friends and high school coaches. But it uh, caught everybody by surprise. I was trying to actually grocery shop on Wednesday afternoon when that commitment happened. But instead, I raced out to my car and I was able to get them on the phone. And we talked about a number of things. And one of the things I found kind of interesting is he was pretty open about the fact that he's got work to do academically to put himself in the best position that he can graduate from Bellevue West and that he'll be able to enroll and play at a place like Nebraska. And so he's on a similar path as someone like Jalen Bradley, where it's not just a test score. It's going to be he has to replace some coursework from early in his high school career. He knows he's going to have to do a little work outside of just what he's doing now at Bellevue West to make that happen. But I think the acknowledgement, especially now in the second half of his junior year, is good because it's going to set him up for where he's going to be able to get some of these courses out of the way in the summer. In the fall next year, he'll be able to play his senior season. Uh, And if he has to, he goes into the spring and, and gets more of that stuff done. And he'll also have to get the test scores necessary as well. But just the acknowledgement is good. The fact that the commitment is out of the way is good. It allows him to just focus on school and focus on becoming, you know, one of the, the best receivers that he possibly can be. And in the state of Nebraska, there's two very good ones. And now that means what happens next with Xavier Watts. Nebraska has bets. They want Watts. Watts from Omaha Burke, state champion in Class A this year. His, I believe, 150-some-odd yards and two touchdowns is what he put up in the state title game against Grand Island. Helped the Bulldogs win their first state title, beating the Islanders. Allowed them to go rail to rail, undefeated uh, in Class A this past year in 2018. And he was a big part of that. And you've seen more teams show interest in somebody like Xavier Watts, who is now up to, I believe, oh, a dozen offers. We can check here with 24-7 sports. But in the meantime, uh, of those offers that he does have, He's looking at visits to Notre Dame, to Michigan, to Wisconsin, and he will be at the Nebraska spring game on Saturday, April 13th. And so he will be there. Uh, He came out here for a visit earlier in March. Uh, I've gone back and forth with him a little bit, hoping to get a full story out of him later this week or early next week 
uh, about kind of how his spring is going and, and his recruitment. But I think he's happy uh, with the offers that he does have. And I think he's happy with the opportunities that will be, you know, in front of him when he, he goes through these visits. And he's got a good relationship with Nebraska. I think Nebraska ultimately is where he's going to end up. The relationship that he has with Coach Walters, Coach Frost. And then, of course, guys that are already on the team, guys like Nick Henrich, Chris Hickman, that played on Omaha Burke, that were state champions with him, that went through this whole process before he did. Uh, just this past year with Henrich committing in July, Hickman in September, both signing in December, both on campus already. With Henrich possibly playing here in the spring game that Watts will be at and Hickman uh, getting through a little bit of an off-season shoulder surgery. So... Nebraska's got a good good opportunity with somebody like Xavier Watts, obviously being in state and those connections, but he's still going to look around a little bit. He's still going to take those visits. I mentioned uh, he's looking at going to Wisconsin. He's looking to go to Notre Dame. He's looking to go to Michigan. He's got an offer from Tennessee. Purdue's been in the mix, and I think he's been out there before. Minnesota really wants him. Iowa's made an offer. Northwestern reached out to him right away uh, in the fall and made their offer. So this is a guy... A little bit unlike Xavier Betts, the higher ranked of the two, that has a little bit more interest from some of these teams. And so it's going to take a little bit. I don't think that you're going to see a Xavier Watts commitment until sometime in the summer or early in the fall because he's he's not in any hurry. I mean, he said one of his takeaways from Henrich and Hickman and watching how they did it is leave no stone unturned and make sure that you get to the visits you want to see, get to the schools you want to see. And go from there. Don't feel rushed. It's your decision. And go make it. And that's how I think he's going to take this process. So those two wide receivers are really interesting. Because Nebraska could end up with two wide receivers in its class. Both from the state of Nebraska. And could take up to three or four this year. And they have no shortage of targets at the position. Uh, Steve Wilfong wrote on 24-7 Sports earlier this week about Omar Manning. Down in Navarro Community College in, I believe, Texas. Uh, he he writes, Wilfong, that Nebraska will be pursuing Manning very hard. He's the highest-rated junior college-wide receiver. Uh, he's someone that Nebraska, I think, would like to get on campus and, and show him what they have here in addition to who would be throwing to him in, in Adrian Martinez and then the backup quarterbacks behind there. They obviously need playmakers at the wide receiver position. Uh, we, we're going to know this year whether guys like Jaron Woodyard and others are going to be able to kind of handle, you know, the roles that, that are going to be thrust in front of them. You, you know, J.D. Spillman isn't a question mark, but these other receivers, are they going to step up? Because if they don't, then you've got to go recruit and replace them. And you, you can hope that guys like Xavier Betts and Xavier Watts are ready to go in 2020, but more than likely you're going to want one of those junior college wide receivers to step up to replace the void likely left of, of a Woodyard or of uh, Mike Williams, or more likely of Stanley Morgan, if Nebraska is not able to, to kind of make up that kind of production that they're losing from the 2019 team, or excuse me, the, the 2018 team. So wide receiver, big position of interest. Another visitor they're going to have coming out for the spring game, Tommy Christakis. He is from Arizona. Real fascinating guy, uh, six foot four, 200 pounds. Also one of the top kickers in the country, but... Rated as a three-star wide receiver by 24-7 Sports. He's got offers from the likes of most of your Pac-12 schools. Both of the Arizona schools, Colorado, Cal, uh, have shown interest there. UCLA has shown some interest, but they haven't offered yet. 
He's heard from from some schools in the Midwest besides Nebraska, like a Purdue. That's the kind of guy. I mean, six foot four, two hundred pounds. Nebraska didn't have a lot of wide receivers like that. Xavier Betts coming in at six foot two, um, a little under two hundred. I mean, he's a bigger guy. He's explosive, but six four is is different. They don't have those kind of guys on their roster. I could see where somebody like Tommy Christakis would be really interesting to Troy Walters and to Scott Frost as they try to assemble you know, a variety in that wide receiver room. Finishing up with wide receiver here before we move on to other positions. Uh, you know, don't want someone reaching out and asking if all Nebraska is going to do is recruit wide receivers, as they seemingly ask every year. Mushin Muhammad the third, the son of Mushin Muhammad, the NFL wide receiver, was in town a couple weeks ago, had a great visit, really liked what he saw in Lincoln. Nebraska is certainly going to be in the mix there, along with some other teams that he's looking at. North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Texas A&M all come to mind. His dad is a Michigan State alum, so the Spartans are going to be involved. But he loved what he saw out here in Lincoln. Uh, I think that it went better than he envisioned. I think Nebraska has a real opportunity there. So he's another one of those wide receivers. So they're going to come away with some guys here. And, and, you know, Troy Walters is going to be able to continue to try to shuffle through that room until they find the right combination to, to kind of help Adrian Martinez in this passing attack as Nebraska goes forward. Moving on from the receiver position, we're going to jump to the defensive line where Nebraska will be hosting Nash Hutmacher this weekend for its first ever official visit. And it's pretty interesting because they haven't had any official visits really in the offseason before, certainly not of a prep player like this. And Ryan Held had the opportunity to kind of talk about that earlier this week in practice. And he said he doesn't really envision that things are going to be all that different with how Nebraska wants to use its official visitor. Held one of the area recruiters for Hutmacher, has a good relationship with the defensive lineman. One of the big things that Held and Nebraska is going to try to do is to get Hutmacher around Tony Tuioti, the new defensive line coach. Let those two really spend some time together, get to know each other. Hutmacher, almost six foot five, 310 pounds when he's not in wrestling season, could be a real force as a nose tackle. Could even be a stand-up, you know, excuse me, not a stand-up, but could even be a, a defensive end in a 3-4 scheme as well. And so he's a, he's a big target, one that they've gotten to campus several times. It's going to take an official visits to Oregon and Wisconsin unless Nebraska is able to get him to shut things down here this weekend. And that's going to be, you know, a real tough situation, I think, to try to just get him to say yes. But I think Nebraska leads. They just need to get him on the same page with Tuioti at a very close relationship with Mike Dawson. Those guys uh, seemed like they were, you know, really, really close. And so Nebraska maybe took a little bit of a hit when Coach Dawson chose to go to the NFL. But with Tuioti, I have reasonable confidence he's going to be able to kind of step right in and and fill some of that void and and really kind of show Hutmacher what he wants to do with the defensive line. In addition to, you still got Eric Shenander, Scott Frost, Ryan Held. All those guys are, are close uh, with Hutmacher, they've been up to see him, they've talked with him, they know what the family wants, they know what he wants, they know that they're probably in the leader position, and so I think they're really going to try to push to shut that down. So I'll be curious to catch up with him after Saturday here on likely Sunday or even Monday next week to just see what an off-season official visit is like when it's not in December and January, what they do if, if you know they get them over to a baseball game. I know one of the big things with Nebraska is they always want to try to show off the fan base any way they can. And so when it's a December or January visit and there's an event going on like a basketball game, they're going to try to get them over to the PBA. I'm curious if you do the same 
with Haymarket Park and with baseball and uh, try to get Hotmacher over there. So that's, that's going to be one of those things that we learn. Sticking with the defensive line for a moment, a couple other guys I want to talk about before we take a quick break. Jamar Sakona, defensive lineman from Marion Catholic out in California, a real big target of Tony Tuioti when he was at Cal. Nebraska really wants this guy. Tuioti really wants this guy. He's coming out for a visit for the spring game. I talked with his coach. I talked with him. He's excited about Scott Frost. He's excited about the opportunity here in Nebraska. He's excited to come out and see something different. His coach grew up as a, a guy that really kind of followed Tom Osborne, followed Tom Osborne's career as he got into coaching, spoke very highly of Nebraska and Tom Osborne. So he's excited to come out and, and meet Coach Frost and exchange some ideas and learn from Nebraska's staff a little bit and, and really kind of build a relationship there as Nebraska tries to recruit more out west with the staff than what we've seen so far. And so I think they have a good opportunity. Cal was the leader uh, for Sakona when Tuioti was there. Cal is still recruiting him very hard. They're not going to go away. But Nebraska with Tuioti and the opportunity on the defensive line could end up with two guys in Hutmacher and Sakona that could be two really good defensive linemen. So I, I think that, you know, if they're able to, to kind of do their job with both of those guys in, in subsequent weekends, you could be looking at a situation where Nebraska fills up what they want to do at nose tackle pretty quickly, which is good because after Darian Daniels and Damian Daniels, it thins out in a hurry. So there's going to be some opportunity for some guys, whether they're people on campus now, uh, moving over into that position like an Ethan Piper or a, a Ty Robinson or those two guys I mentioned, Sakona and, and Hotmacher. And then the last defensive lineman I want to mention before we take a quick break here is Blaze Gunnarsson. He is from Iowa Talented defensive lineman, a guy that I kind of had locked into Iowa State until he took the visit to Nebraska in March. Talking with a few people, talking with Blaze a little bit, who doesn't want to do interviews until after he commits. That visit really impressed him when he was in Lincoln. He really liked the guys that he was with that day. No surprise, two people that I'm projecting to end up in Nebraska's class and Xavier Watts and, and Turner uh, Corcoran. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, they could be onto something there. And, and, Look, if, if Nebraska gets commitments from those two other guys, it wouldn't be a surprise if Blaze isn't too far behind. And so that's a six foot five, two hundred and thirty pound guy that you can build into a defensive end in this defensive line scheme. They got a win last year in Iowa with Mosai Newsom. I think Eric Shenander might be able to do it again with Blaze Gunnarsson. So keep that name top of the hat as you kind of look at what Nebraska's doing on the defensive line as we move away from nose tackle to those end spots. But Gunnarsson, I think, would be a real nice Midwest win. Uh, and certainly somebody that you, you want to keep away from the Iowa's, Iowa State's, Minnesota's of the world, teams that he's kind of looking at in that regard. So we are going to take a quick break. But when we get back on the other side, we're going to talk about a four-star linebacker from Alabama and Quandarius Robinson who had a great visit for Nebraska's Junior Day. We'll get into a few more Junior Day things, hit on a couple of other visitors that have been out here, talk a little spring football, and then we will wrap it all up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Quandarius Robinson, the linebacker from Alabama that I hinted at or mentioned on the other side of, of the previous segment, I mean, he is a unique situation for Nebraska. You're talking about a four-star linebacker that is in Alabama, is a previous Auburn commit. It looks like he's got three kind of favorites right now. You got Alabama, you know, Nick Saban, everything about the Crimson Tide, the dynasty that they've had in recent years, the dominance in college football. You got Auburn, who's won a title, played for another one each in the last decade, right there in in his home state, those two schools. And then you have Nebraska. And, you know, Nebraska has wins over both of those programs in, in recent memory and recruiting. But it's a lot harder to go into the state of Alabama and get wins against Alabama and Auburn for a guy they really want. And not just a guy they really want, one that was previously committed in the sense that, that Quandarius Robinson was before he opened things up. And so for Nebraska to put themselves in the position they have, they've done a terrific job recruiting in a state that they've had more success in than just about anybody could have envisioned. And whether it's Logan Smothers, their 2020 quarterback commit, whether it is Cam Taylor, arguably one of the more intriguing guys on their roster as they go forward as a, a do-everything defensive back, whether it's someone like Jameen Graham, who we don't know what he could be, but Scott Frost made it a point to get over there early in the visit period in December, offer this guy, and then get him locked up on his official visit because they're really intrigued by the potential that he could have as an outside linebacker or even a defensive end in this defense. So they've really done a nice job recruiting in the state of Alabama. It comes a little bit as a surprise because you just wouldn't expect that Nebraska would have that much traction. Yes, Amir is from there. He had his run uh, with Nebraska, uh, you know, in 20, what, 2012 to basically 2014, 2011 in there as well. And, and I mean, great player. Great player, had a great career, but it's not like Quandarius Robinson's picking Nebraska because of Amir Abdullah. He's doing it because the staff has done a really nice job selling opportunity. They've done a really nice job convincing him and his family they needed to get up for a visit. And then when he was up here, they blew him away. I mean, the... The quotes in the story from John Garcia, which you can read at Husker 24-7, are pretty glowing. And and they're glowing in the way that basically it sounds like a guy who is a little bit blown away by what he saw when he was up here in Lincoln. He just said that Nebraska is different, and it's different in a good way. And you can sense that he's really connected with the people. And more than that, he set up a visit. He set up a return visit. He's got his official visit locked in. Could be the same day that Lee Corso's in town wearing headgear arguing with Kirk Herbstreet while Desmond Howard tries to make a salient point on game day. And that would be Ohio State, where Ryan Day will get his first experience in Lincoln and Nebraska's battles with Urban Meyer are now over and perhaps uh, for the better for everybody. And so Quandarius Robinson, certainly going to be a big target going forward. Nebraska's need for an outside linebacker, well-documented. Need for a pass rush, well-documented. And when you're talking about a guy that has the measurables that he does combined with the athleticism, I mean, it's a unique situation that Nebraska finds itself in, that they are one of the favorites 
for somebody out of their region like that. And so uh, I'm going to be very curious how uh, they continue this recruitment, how hard both of those other programs push in, in trying to get him onto their campuses multiple times because of their relocation relative to him. I mean, again, a six foot four, nearly six foot five, 207 pound linebacker, 207 pound linebacker. Uh, it's just would be a huge, huge get for Nebraska. And so he was one of the big takeaways from junior day. Uh, you know, some other guys were here on campus, really enjoyed it. They had junior college players here. They had some 2021s here, but Quandarius Robinson was the big deal. And so for Nebraska to get him in and for the visit to go as well as it has, I think that that is a good sign uh, for somebody right there in Birmingham, Alabama, not where you would expect the, the Huskers to be able to set up shop and, and win. But with Logan Smothers as your quarterback commit, and like I said, Cam Taylor, Eric Shenander doing good work in there, it seems like they might have a real opportunity with somebody like Quandarius Robinson who you have to expect is very high up their board. Speaking of guys high on their board, and speaking of visitors, and speaking of potential multiple visitors, Turner Corcoran has been to Nebraska numerous times. He was back again in March. Uh, we mentioned earlier he was there the same day as Xavier Watts and Blaze Gunnarsson. Had a great visit with those guys. Had a great time seeing practice. Really got to spend some time visualizing what it would look like if he was part of Nebraska's program, what it would be like to be coached by Greg Austin. He's going to be back for another spring game. Turner Corcoran was at Nebraska's spring game in 2018. He's going to be here again in 2019 after his visit with Ohio State fell through. And so that's going to be yet another opportunity the Huskers have in having a guy in Corcoran on their campus, someone that they're very high on, someone that they would love to have as part of their future offensive line. And I think they've got a real good shot at locking this thing up sooner than later. I think that you're looking at a situation where, you know, we talked about this with Nash Hutmacher. You know, if they can really kind of make it work, and, and really show him there's no reason to look at anybody else or to think about anybody else, it might just be ready to, to do it. And, and you know Nebraska's ready for it. They love hosting him. they just rather host him when it's, you know, a red next to his name, a big red N on the database at 24-7 Sports that signifies that he's part of Nebraska. Same with Nash Hutmacher. Two big guys, two regional recruits, two big wins if Nebraska can get them. I feel pretty confident that they will. Uh, and, and Turner Corcoran will be back here this weekend. Nebraska hosted a couple 2021s for Junior Day and here on Wednesday, uh, and, and a guy in Zach Twett that is committed to Iowa State, who's a linebacker. He's an eight-man football player, real interesting guy. He committed in January, but he's out here on an unofficial visit to Nebraska. The Huskers obviously going to be pushing there to, to see if he's going to have interest in sticking uh, with that commitment or if he might open things back up because he committed so early. Obviously, 2021, still a little ways away. Nebraska's had some other 2021s in, but it's a long, long time to hold a commitment. And so uh, it'll be curious what somebody like Zach does as he looks at this going forward. But it's been a really good spring. I mean, I, I think Nebraska's had a number of their top targets in, whether it's been people like Roger Rosengarten or those aforementioned, you know, Blaze Gunnarsson and Xavier Watts, Turner Corcoran. You had Caden Johnson, a really talented linebacker from Minnesota in. Musin Muhammad, the wide receiver, stopped by. The junior days have been good and fruitful. They've got Nash Hutmacher coming out for an official visit. So I, I think they've had, you know, the right amount of people that they've wanted to come out. They, You know, you'd always want more. You always want more people stopping by and more people at practice and 
you know, the more chances you get to host visitors, the better. But I think that ultimately Nebraska is pretty happy with what they put together here in a short amount of time uh, and, and have set themselves up for what I think will be a really productive stretch here, you know, starting with this Hutmacher visit, really starting with Xavier Betts' commitment on Wednesday to, you know, let's say they get to June. Nebraska's had two commitments now. Would anybody be surprised by the time they get to June if Nebraska's sitting anywhere from eight to ten commitments? I don't think so. I think they're going to have a run here coming, whether it's guys like Sakona coming out for the first time, whether it's Turner Corcoran coming out for the tenth time. They've got some people that are close to saying yes. It's just a matter of pushing them uh, in that direction, nudging them in that direction, and, and getting them to, to go ahead and, and go with the leap of faith and, and go ahead and, and jump on board with Nebraska. So I've been uh, kind of a broken record on this. I think Nebraska has the opportunity for a top 15 class here in 2020. Obviously, right now, with just two commitments, that doesn't look like that's going to happen. But those commitments are going to be coming. I think they'll be you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 22 to 23 total in the class. Could go up from there with the expected attrition. I'm starting to wonder if Nebraska won't end up taking anybody from a junior college standpoint uh, or even uh, grad transfer to add to their 2019 roster. They're certainly open to it. But if they don't end up doing that, those scholarships can then stick around for 2020. And so that number could even go higher than that low number, 22, 23, that I have them at. So uh, it's going to be, you know, a real fun cycle, obviously. And we're just getting into the teeth of it. And Xavier Betts' commitment really could just kind of be the tip of, uh, you know, getting the ball rolling here and, and seeing where Nebraska can end up with their recruits. So we'll finish on this. Switching gears a little bit to Nebraska basketball. I don't cover a ton of Nebraska basketball recruiting, but there has been a little bit of news. Donovan Williams spoke with Husker 24-7, and he's very excited about Fred Hoiberg and looking forward to his opportunity to meet with Fred Hoiberg. He was trying to rally the troops and keep everybody together. Unfortunately, the Huskers do have one departure in their class at the moment in Micah Adams-Woods, who announced that he'd be opening up his recruitment, asked for a release from Nebraska, and will be looking at all of his options. He did meet with Hoiberg and, uh, you know, the newest assistant that came over from St. John's, whose name eventually I will learn how to pronounce until I do. It'll just be Matt A. for simplicity. Uh, he met with those guys. He still decided to open things up. It's not a done deal that he's going to go away from Nebraska, but that's never a great sign. And the Huskers are going to be busy trying to put this team together. Thomas Allen announced that he's going to go ahead and stay in the transfer portal, leaving Nebraska. Isaiah Roby told reporters that he's going to be looking at uh, the NBA draft, and then we'll make a consideration after that, which I wouldn't even say if he comes back doesn't rule him out from a potential grad transfer because this upcoming 2019-2020 season is going to be a rough one. I don't think anybody expects an immediate quick fix. So it's it's going to be hard. Uh, you know, the, the Huskers are going to have to really kind of beat the bushes a little bit and shake some trees and see what falls out as far as players and players potential helpers right away in this 2019-2020 season but uh, Hoiberg is going to be assembling his staff and getting guys together and and really trying to uh, hit the ground running on this thing so we will have plenty I'm sure on Hoiberg's first few weeks with Nebraska and the recruiting efforts there and what they're doing in addition to everything else that we're going to have recruiting wise with Nebraska football like I said we're just getting started here that commitment with Xavier Betts, a good junior day, guys like Quandarius Robinson and those other visits in March. It's all going to add up. It's all going to start somewhere. And so the ball gets rolling. 
Uh, and as always, I mean, you're going to be able to get all that content and more at Husker 24-7. Eventually, we're going to have a podcast where all three of us are together, and it's not just me talking uh, your ear off for 25 minutes. But if it is, again, I'd be happy to do it. And as always, you can catch us and the podcast anywhere where you get your podcast stuff, whether it's SoundCloud or Google Play or iTunes. And you can catch our great work at Husker 24-7.